Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Keeping It Real on Purpose. And I am your host, Edna White. The podcast where we come together with real talk about real issues and struggles in life, relationships, and in business on purpose. Today, our guest is none other than the amazing Ellie Burkhart. She is a business owner, an author, a podcast host, and a life coach. Welcome to Keeping It Real on Purpose, Ellie. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here with you. You're welcome. So the audience and I are really interested in knowing how do you show up in the world? Right now, I'm showing up in the world as an empowered, independent woman. And I can say that proudly because that's not who I was for many, many years. Oh, so when you say independent, share with me and my audience, what what does independent mean to you? It means to me that I am finally in the driver's seat of my own life. Oh, I like that. I I spent um, most of my life riding shotgun and letting other people determine the course. Wow, that's good. And um, seeking validation Mm -hmm. from other people, um, turning to them to help me try to figure out who I am. Okay. So I did not have a very strong sense of self growing up. I was outgoing, so I think I fooled a lot of people because of my personality. But inside, I was not confident in who who I was. Oh, that's good. That led me to. struggling quite uh-huh. a bit and I ended up um, married and starting my family while I was still in college mm-hmm. proceeded to be a stay-at-home mom which was awesome I loved that I raised three boys mm-hmm. and I did that for 25 years and it was an el- unhealthy relationship from the beginning right but um, I powered through and basically spent those 25 years swinging on a pendulum between feeling powerless and then trying to be powerful. Right. And neither one of those worked well for me. No. (laughs) (laughs) And I think that we, we all as women and, and most of my audience are women and excuse me, some of the men that do listen, I think it's the 23%, please excuse me. Um, but most of us women, <laughs> we, most of uh, our, the women we receive from other women, the, the, uh, gift of this imaginary, or it could be you know, could be real, um, picket fence, white picket fence, you know, the, the, the two and a half kids, the dog, the husband, and it's all looks really perfect. And we, yep. we, we, we go on that and we, as you said, you go through it, you know? And I think you, you you said we power through it. You power through it powerlessly. I like that. That exactly. is great. Like you power through it powerlessly. That is what we do. And I know I I was a I was a teen um, mother and wife. Didn't want to be, but you know I had to to, to make the persona of. Mm-hmm everything was great, you know, like you can't embarrass the family, you know, those kind of connotations were given to us as women. Right. How do you come out of that? And your, your, 
what, what you've done for yourself. Can you share with me and the audience how you came out of that? Yeah, so over the years, um, my three boys obviously were growing up and they were going out on their own mm -hmm. and, you know, leaving for school and figuring out their own path in life. And as my youngest one was starting to approach the same thing, I really started to realize that I needed to kind of figure something out for myself. So yeah. I started working with a company that really emphasized personal development mm -hmm. and I for the first time felt a confidence in myself that I feel like I can show up in the world outside of the bubble of my own family mm -hmm. and provide some value yeah and so I that was the spark mm -hmm. and the day after our 25th wedding anniversary we decided to part ways and call it quits yeah and it was the same year we were empty nesting so i had a double whammy yeah right there yeah and that empty nester thing is real oh yes <laughs> it <laughs> is so real moms. <laughs> yeah it is so real um i know in real estate we use empty nesters as you know residences being sold and downsizing but when i started really delving into it and when i started experiencing myself i was like i was crying i was like tired and listless i don't have anything to do it was horrible yeah and i love i lost everybody at once i lost my kids as far as you know not lost them but really in terms of leaving the nest uh-huh lost my partner leaving what in time it's the craziest thing at once mm -hmm. yeah it's a it's so um and that you was really empty girl you was you emptied yeah. out <laughs> I, I went from sometimes feeling too full yeah you emptied out it was empty. crazy that was sometimes like could you all just get out but yeah. now i was like wait a minute somebody come back yeah right but you were there and so you yeah. kind of met yourself there and said hey hey this wasn't right for 25 years i gotta gain my power back now you yep. know, and what was one of the steps you took? And it's so apropos that it was your 20 after day after your 25th anniversary. Yeah. What I step did you even take within your mind to move forward like that? I just knew that if I stayed where I was, I wasn't going to grow. And yeah. I was, that meant I was going to wallow and I could not spend the rest of my life fathoming just being in that wallowing state wow. and I did it. I did it for a while. Like mm -hmm. I, I took some time and I gave myself grace. Right. One of the things I did while I was in the thick of it was I told myself no two bad days in a row. So yeah. if something hit me from one aspect that I was dealing with or another and it hit me hard. I gave myself permission to feel all the feels sometimes in the morning while my son was still home. Mm -hmm. um, I'd get up out of bed, he'd go to school, I'd go back to bed, and then like 10 minutes before he was due to come home, right. I'd quit, get up, jump in the shower, and make it seem like I had been having a perfectly normal day. Right. But mm -hmm. I had spent the whole day in bed, crying and wallowing and trying to figure out what on earth I was going to do with myself. And But then the next day, 
I would not let myself do that again because I knew I would spiral into yeah. a really bad pattern. Yeah. So the next day I was up, I was doing something out of the house, productive, trying to face everything with a little bit more positive light. Yeah. That's it's, what I did in the mm -hmm. thick of it. Yeah, in the thick but of it. Longer In the longer term of it, I ended up um, selling the house by myself. I got rid of most of the most of my possessions mm -hmm. packed up the little bit that I kept. Um, I opened up a map and I tried to figure out where in the world I fit right. because I didn't have anything that kept me in this. The, I was in the Chicago area at the time. Okay. I didn't have anything that kept me there. And I knew I couldn't stay in that house any longer. Yeah. So I thought, okay, where, where do I go? Yeah. And yeah. Um, I bought a one-way ticket because I knew if I drove, I would somewhere along the lines get scared, turn mm -hmm. around, and go back to the comfort and the safety. Right. But I jumped on a plane and one-way ticket, and I moved to San Diego where I didn't know a single person. Yeah. To just start over. Yeah, that's good. That's really good. Um, that's empowering to someone to and and I keep thinking about to live in power, meaning you were just like powering through things, like moving through things like a, like a mechanic, right? Almost well, well like a robot, like, okay, I got to do this. I got to do that. But you know, you were loving to your children, but you just were empty. That yeah. emptiness, that empty feeling had to be, you know, you know, so deafening. How could you describe it to, to some women who are um, even men out there that are in relationships like this? How can you describe it and, you know, um, give hope to that, you know, that, that powerlessness? Well, at the time I didn't realize it, but I was leaning into my natural personal strengths Ooh. and that's what, what helped me. I, I was just sort of going with the flow, being present in the moment. Mm -hmm. And I thought, okay, I'm going to move out here. I'm going to, I know the beach is going to be healing for me. Right. Right. Um, so I'm going to look forward to being there. I am going to take it one day at a time mm -hmm. and see what ends up unfolding. And if this doesn't work out for me, mm -hmm. I'm not anchored here. I can, I can move again if I need to, yeah. I can go somewhere else. Oh, that's so brave of you. Me, You're so I'm brave. I'm going to try it for one year <laughs> uh -huh. and see what happens. You're so brave. You're so brave. Oh my goodness. You were so brave. Well, I moved to China and I loved it. I, you know, everybody was like, there's too many people. I was like, I loved it. I just loved it. Um, I'm an international Phoenix cause okay. you're, you're, you're Phoenix, you're, you're USA Phoenix, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. you know, I, I love everything about culture, you know? So I, you know, found out that I was so mixed with so many cultures. Um, and, um, that's why I gravitate to that, but you are brave to take that one way ticket to happiness. I love it. I love it. And the best it. thing was when I got off the plane, I couldn't get in my apartment yet. I didn't have a car. I just had what was in my suitcase. That was it. Mm -hmm. And so I took a tram over to the nearest hotel to spend the night there until I could rent a car and get in my place. Right. And I was on the this bus with all Southwest employees and just me. I was the only like um, non-airline related person <laughs> on, the, on, the, on the bus. 
And so they were asking me if I was just visiting San Diego. And so I told them my story and they all clapped and cheered and just- That is amazing. Okay, this is the warmest welcome. Yeah. I don't know who they are, and to this day, I wish I could thank them because they have no idea how much they impacted me. Oh, my me gosh. Most people, when they would hear it, would give me the old pat on the, you know, pat yeah, on the yeah, leg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of those feel sorry for you thing. No, no, no. They were like, woohoo, you go, girl. And oh, that's like, great. And so we can shout out the airline, right? We can shout it out. Yeah. Shout the airline. What's the name of the airline? Southwest. Woohoo! We're going to hashtag that audience. They really yeah. gave you a great upper hand. I'm so glad about that. Yeah. Everything is everything works for our good. When when we start like opening up to that and we receptive to that, everything just gravitates to us. We don't have to go looking for it. It just boom. Right. And my core belief, my core strength um, leads me to believe that everything happens for a reason yeah. and it's all meant to be. So I have, I don't live with any regrets. Mm-hmm. I did not go back and change anything in my life, yeah. no matter how difficult some of it was. Right. Uh, I, I take it from here and I learn. Right. I grow, take it from here. Yes. Yeah. I love that. Take it from here. Like when you're in acting. And, it, and they say, cut, you know, yeah. I didn't like that part. <laughs> cut, I didn't like that part. And then you say, take it from here. You know, that's, a, that's so good. That is so good. I love it. I love it. Cut, I don't like that. Take it from here. I love it. That's so good from the top. So good. So good. And you see how the universe gives us so many opportunities like that. Take it from here. You know, yeah. cut, take it from here. I love it. You're going to make me do a, um, a, um, a workshop on that. Cut, take it from here. I love it. I, I love it. That. Yes, I love it. So, so I'm so... I was 46 years old. Oh, my God. Say that number again. Say that number again. I was 46 and I felt 23. Oh, my. The same thing happened at my 46. Really? I felt like I was 23. I, I, I got a new body, a new haircut. <laughs> it was so empowering to just like, I'm no longer serving that old self. Like I did what I had to do. I'm yeah. not mad at it. I take responsibility for what I take responsibility for. And I think that's the, the best you could ever do. That's a great point because I really had to dig in and I spent about a year and a half just doing some really deep dives yeah, yeah, yeah. in terms of it's easy to blame other people in our mm-hmm. lives for things that happened. But I knew that if I didn't want to fall back into that pattern again and right. set myself up to be in that situation again, I really had to look at and say, how did I contribute to this? Where were my downfalls? What did what can I improve on? Right. And where I need to make some changes in myself right. going forward so that I become an improved version of me. Improved, and not yeah. Just a recycled old version. Oh girl, bye. Can't recycle. Listen, you know how we have those jeans in the closet that we're gonna fit in next you know, maybe next year. Right. Okay. We can't <laughs> oh, re- no, no, no. It, it it's really you know, it's really 
funny because I always, you know, I, I see some people, you know, they're still thin, but they say to me, Edna, you think I still wear zero? My body changes when we get certain age. Yeah, we bulk up in different areas. We may look the same size, but stuff ain't fitting the same way. Right. <laughs> and, you know, and that's what we, I never thought that. Like, and I've always been like, you know, little, you know, mostly in the same, you know, um, weight range. And I'm like, why is it not closing right here when it used to close like six years ago right here, but not right here? Right. You know <laughs> Oh, I feel on you. Yeah. You know, and, and, and we have to, like you did embrace things and we, we need to learn to embrace, embrace it. You know, even in our powerless stage, we're doing something good and learning something that's right. We still need to embrace that. And that's what you're teaching me today. And you still have to embrace it. Exactly. That's exactly. cool. I love it. Yeah. So uh, now we, we know all about you. Uh, well, a little bit. But we're going to learn some more. Audience, we're going to learn some more. And um, I want to know about, now you said you, you you authored a book. Tell us about this book yeah. here. So that um, happened after a, a series of events. So once I, I got to California, mm-hmm. I, I never lived by myself before. I had okay. never you know, manage money by myself before any of those things. I'd never had a full-time job. Wow. Wow. So I've seen all of these new situations. So I began working in a middle school Mm -hmm. as as security for, um, you know, just walking around campus Mm -hmm. and everything, keeping the the kids in in check. And I was really developing um, a nice relationship with the kids in terms of, I don't get involved in their drama, mm-hmm. but I especially gravitate to the kids that were struggling and were really trying to speak to them on a level that maybe they haven't been spoken to before. Gotcha, gotcha. Really connecting with them. Um, I've been told that I have a very disarming way, especially with the kids, so they feel comfortable with me. Mm-hmm. And I give them practical tools and, and perspectives and ways to look at things to help them go forward okay and so job at the middle school led me into another one where I was an instructional aide in the classroom okay where I was experiencing all the anxiety that kids were were having you right. know even pre-pandemic at the middle school level wow so I thought I really need to do something to try to kids out and I figured out that what I was missing with my own sense of self growing up and mm-hmm. even into my adulthood was that strong sense of self, so that that was based from emotional intelligence. Ah, so yeah, one of my favorite studied, subjects, yes. Yeah, I studied emotional intelligence. I got a certification for a practitioner work with it, and I started figuring out how I can apply that to mm-hmm. help the kids. And I was just about to start an after-school club okay. when the pandemic hit. Okay. So... Since there was no school, there was no after school, so there uh, went the club. So I thought, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to work with kids maybe outside of school with mm-hmm. this and help them figure out who they are. And at the same time, I also I had been introduced when I was doing all that work on myself, I took like every personality quiz that there are out there to try to figure things out about mm-hmm. me. Right. One of them was the Clifton Strengths assessment. Mm-hmm. Which um, is also called strength finders. If people yes. know it, yep. that I got the results. They were interesting, but that was kind of it. 
Well, while I was studying emotional intelligence, I came across a coach who, oh my gosh, he has such a way to make you feel so in line with those strengths and, and describes them uh-huh. in, in such a way that makes them just light up for you. So wow. I really, fa- I, I pulled out my results and I started studying under him and I've probably um, done at least a hundred hours worth of understudy with everything that he teaches about uh-huh. the and strengths and how to understand them. So I thought, oh my gosh, this is like the perfect fast track to self-awareness. Because mm-hmm. unbiased, you know, it, the results are what they are. There's 34 yep. traits everybody has. Yep. And the way that they show up for you are unlike anybody else in the world. Yep. So it's unique to you and it's unbiased. So I'm not putting my spin on trying to help you figure out your own self-awareness. Nope. And that's what I felt like kids really needed. Well, as I started doing that, I realized that, well, geez, their parents really need this work as well because if they don't perceive their kids the same way, what mm-hmm. good is it doing just working with the kids then? Right. So I expanded it. And when we came back to school, um, the school was given some money for mm-hmm. um, lost learning so they had a summer program that we could teach a variety of subjects they didn't just have to be the typical math science you know right so i taught a 30-hour curriculum feel empowered every day where i taught my framework to the middle schoolers in the summertime excellent and i noticed in the class they were taking notes in bullet journal form are you mm-hmm. familiar with bullet journaling mm-hmm. absolutely yep they were doing the doodles and the colors yep. and, you know, all the stuff. And the girls were so excited to show me what they had been working on. And mm-hmm. I was so impressed. I had done a little bullet journaling in the past, but I, I really was inspired by what they were doing with the information right. that we were seeing. Wow. And I thought, you know, I really want to put this out there for people. And I know that now our attention spans are so short yep. Everybody's used to quick scroll. <laughs> and i'm like i'm gonna go to all this trouble right yes a book. nobody's gonna want to take the time to read you know yeah it's true so i did it in the bullet journal form it nice it's colorful it's short and to the point yeah There's all kinds of very direct nuggets in there that nice people of all ages can benefit from its perspective it's interactive so there's pages on there that you can color and you can fill out and answer different questions and then there's i put in a lot of empowerment strategies that you can take with you outside of it and apply to your every day oh that's nice i like that idea because well i'm a bulleter I love bullet. You don't have to talk to me for hours. <laughs> Give me, yep. you know, I'm like one that you tell a joke. Give me the punchline. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't try to explain it to me. I want the punchline, you know. So I've always been like I wanted the facts all the time. When I was young, like I would tell my mother, she would ask me something. I would always ask her why. So I had to have the bullet points before I had, you know, can you do such and such? Or can you go right. here? I, I, what's the purpose of me doing this? You know, and... Oh my gosh, you must have analytical <laughs> I am hearing analytical all over you right now. 
my mother was like, where did I get you from? I was like, you got me from you. I'm just, why? Why? And I would always ask, why, why, why? Every class, typing class. Well, why do you do that? You know, why was this created? And my teachers were like, no one ever asked us why was a typewriter created. <laughs> Nobody asked us that. You know, I was like, I want to know why. You know, <laughs> you know, what's the purpose of it? You know, so I can know why I'm doing it here today, you know, and if it's going to be effective for me later on in life. I always thought like that. It, and and that, I love, I you know, I said this to myself the other day. I love, I, my healing journey started with journals at five years old. At five wow. years old. And I, and I have journals from when I was five. Um, That's amazing. Yeah. And I was always, I was a great writer. And I used, I look back at this stuff, the way, what I read, what I wrote. And I was like, I don't think I was um, the child. I think that I was writing from my spirit. You know, I was, right. it was just, I was just writing from my spirit and which was fresh, clean and, you know, not, not, not hindered by anything. Um, yeah. But I kept saying, you know, I, I got a journal. I need a special way. And, and I know this journaling, I know bullet journaling never came to my mind. You had to come to, see, this show was for me, audience. The show <laughs> is for me, not for you. It's for me. <laughs> Plenty to go around. Yeah, yes, yes, plenty. She, you know, she's sharing. Ellie is is sharing a lot of nuggets, and I love what you're doing. I love it, love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. Um, where can we find this? I want to get it already. I want to get it and and get involved. Where can we find this? Is it a journal or a book? It's a book. Okay. It definitely has a lot of information in it. Okay. But it's interactive as well. So you Oh, love it. Interactive. I like that. Yeah, it's both. Yep. Okay. So it's on Amazon. Right. And it's Feel Empowered Everyday Bullet Journal. Oh, I love that. I'm yep. getting that. I'm getting it. I'm going to get it. Now you're making me jealous. So I'm going to have to think about something I want to do like in the lines of that. But I love it. I love it. I love it. Love it. Love it. Now I know where to go with my journaling because I was like, I don't want to write. I don't I don't like writing anymore. It's just like, I, it's bad. Isn't it bad? The the, the writing? Yeah. I, it's just really bad. So I was like, I, I need to make it short, sweet, and uh, to the point. There you go. You brought it back to well, my memory. So anyway. <laughs> Talker, as you can probably tell already. So if, I, if I start writing the way I talk, yes, me too. Girl, girl, we have arthritis. We bring it upon ourselves. Okay. Right? I'm like nobody's gonna want to hear all no, that. No, no. And you know what? And that's and and that's what what, what women are nurturers. You could tell a nurturer because you want to give them every bit of the information step by step, and any anything that's gray, you want to clear up. That's what you want to do. Well, and the other thing is, I had an epiphany the other day, too. I okay. had to spend so many years over-explaining yes. my actions. <laughs> I, had to, I had to rationalize. Yes. Yes. Everything I was thinking and doing. Yes. It wasn't measuring up or it wasn't. Yes. Or whatever. And I felt like I spent so much time over-explaining myself that yes. now I realize like my word of the year is um succinct because i'm okay. trying to just want to know mine i love yours i love yours succinct with Take a period okay succinct period but mine is no period nice. <laughs> you know I, like that too. It, it, I love it succinct 
period. Yeah. Because yeah. we have been um, in the life of living in the bubble and being in power powerlessly. We've been yeah. running like a hamster in, a, in, a, in, in, you know, yes, some of it was great. It was good. But we weren't fulfilled as people, as humans, as women. We weren't fulfilled. And we did the, the role. We completed the mission. We yeah. completed the mission. But we, what we didn't do is fulfill the mission. Right. Exactly. You know, we and you feel powerless. You a lot of times overcompensate and try to become powerful. Yes. And controlling. Oh my and goodness! So oh my goodness! Yes. A recovering <laughs> control. Yes. When you can't control yourself and you don't feel like you have control over who you are, you reach out and you try to control so everyone, everyone else. You. Your yep. children. The grocery yeah. store person, the librarian, everybody. <laughs> everybody gets controlled, okay? Right, and when you run a household, you are in control. You determine yes. what everybody eats for dinner yes. and yes. You know, what steps you have in the house, all of that kind of stuff. So you get used to having that type of power. Right, right. And so when you find that sweet spot in the middle of mm -hmm. empowerment, that's where you now have the power over yourself yeah. and you realize that's the only place you need to have power. Yeah. And it's not even being power, just being powerful. It's, it's in, empowering. You're empowering the children you know, yeah. and your, your family, your household, but you're not, you don't have power because I, I, I thought I had power, right? I said, okay, so one of my, I have three kids. Well, I, ha well, I have three kids when they were little I would make meals. Now I'm thinking I'm in power, right? Like I'm the boss of them. So <laughs> then this is what I'm saying to myself. I'm the boss of them. But one thing like what the other, what the others were eating, guess how many meals I was making? Oh gosh, please don't tell me three meals. Yeah, I was. Oh wow. And I, I, I started thinking about it. And so like, I wasn't a conventional at being a black woman. You're, you're, um, I guess it's coerced to believe that soul food is what you're supposed to be cooking. Okay. Okay. All right. So I, I my mom was not home enough for me. To, she was always working to learn those skills. I don't, I don't know that I knew how to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I learned <laughs> how to make macaroni and cheese. Um, and as my children grew as, cause I was a teen mom. So at 17, 18, 19, my son was two. So I had to start learning how to cook food. So along the way, I was learning with Betty Crocker and Julia Childs. Okay. Right. <laughs> okay. Back then. Right. That's who that, you know, and my mom wasn't able to, so I was cooking as what they would say, proverbial white food, but I wasn't, I was cooking healthy food. I didn't know it at the time. You know, I wasn't like over spicing everything. I was cooking enough at, uh, for my children to live. Like, they weren't starving, but I cooked, you know, all three of them had meals. So I thought I had power. And my, my youngest son, he's, he's a, the one that I'll always bring up these, these things. Mom, you thought you had power of us? How many meals did you cook? I had to Don't think. You... And I'm like, oh, y'all hoodwinked me, right? <laughs> he's like, no, you thought you had power. We were telling you what to do. And literally, I was making three meals, but it wasn't difficult. Let me just say that. 
So one may not have like fish, I would trade it for a hamburger or something like that, you know, your macaroni and cheese and broccoli, whatever. So I was right. making three meals. But it's really empowering them. We didn't know that we, you know, we had power over them, but we didn't. We empowered them to be individuals. We really right. did. We, if you look at our children, you're like, wow, they're all individuals. They may right. look similar, you know, and resemble each other and maybe act like each other sometimes, but they're all individuals. And they're not many me's. No, they're, they're not, not many you's. And, right. and I, and I knew that a long time ago, like, like he's not, you know, he may be my child, but he's an individual teaching him how to be his own self and letting That's him be his own part. self, you know? Oh, good. You know, and my daughter would fall out and have crying fits, and I would just lay her down and put a blanket down, let her lay down. And my mother's like, you're not going to do anything? I said, for what? I'm going to get tired yelling at her, you know, going, she can cry it out. I don't know what the problem is. And she'll get up. And then once she got up, she'll say what she was mad at the whole time, you know? <laughs> and you're like, okay. You know, but so I would... Good to let her feel those emotions. Yes. Amazing. Yes, and I, and my mother will always say to me, "Why are you letting?" I said, "Cause I don't know what else to do. If she's feeling this way, she must be feeling a certain way. So I have to let her feel this way. But I got to make sure she's safe. So I put a little right. blanket down, pillow down, and just let Aww. her and let her do whatever she does. And she give get up. And she she told me this, and she's thirty eight now. She's thirty eight now. And she said, "Mom, remember when you used to lay just let me like have my little fits?" I said, "Yeah." She said. That made me, like, be able to express myself more. I don't think I don't think I would ever be able to, to be expressive the way I am now. Like, and she is she's like four eight, okay, a whole hot mess. Okay. Yeah, you know, she got the, <laughs> she got the Napoleon syndrome, okay. <laughs> All right, Ellie, she got the Napoleons, okay. So, but like, we did a great, amazing job, and you you ought to be commended for doing what you did. It took tremendous courage and and strength, and you are an amazing person altogether. And we, I want to applaud you for that, like really going through that. It's you, you're amazing, you know. Um, and it's a privilege and to know you. Same right back to you, especially with the way that you allowed your children to be themselves. Because right now, that's that's something that so many parents struggle with. Because yeah. And you see your child cry on the floor like your daughter was doing. That sparks so much anxiety in us parents that we have to stop them because we don't like the way it's making us feel. Right, us feel. You were letting her be her, feel her own feelings, and kept that that boundary between you was super healthy for both of you. Oh, yeah. And I've gotten into a, a... away now of parenting that it's just we're so immersed in our kids that they right. just parents don't know how to keep that separation anymore and it's damaging to the parents and the kids oh yeah oh yeah um i see that a lot with a lot of my clients is that their kids are like like you know um really um the smaller children are like taking over and i'm like but did you just let them feel like wherever they were let them feel they were like yeah, but I I would have to do something. Like this. Yeah, but it's not on your time. I I'm pretty sure if you let them feel what they were feeling and just like let them whatever do whatever. I think that it would be okay and it'd be 
less time than you going back and forth and you struggling with this right now. <laughs> you know, right. it makes yes. a big difference. It's a lot of, um, again, control. It's a lot of control. And, and, and I, and the reason why I said that you were, we were empowering our children because we, we made it through and they're productive and they're doing the things they need to, if that makes sense. Yep, when you're in control, you're not really in control. You're just creating a mess that later on, no one control, can control, right. <laughs> you know? So I think yeah. that that's the difference between what you've done as a, you're, you're a shero. You're just a shero. I mean, you, you did Wonder Woman for 25 years straight <laughs> in a series. I wasn't, I wasn't able to to be myself to my kids as much as I wanted to yeah. because there was a mentality of same page parenting, which yeah. means you have to do things the way I would do with yeah. them and you have to handle situations the way I yeah. want to handle them. Yeah. And I try to also teach parents and couples, we don't have to be on the same page to get to the same place. Nope. I'll take my clients through their, their strengths and I'll do a side-by-side -side comparison of all 34 and say, okay, responsibility is here for you. It's here for you. Yeah. That's what it means for you guys. Right. And I'll do that with all of them and help them understand that, hey, I might approach something like this and mm -hmm. you're going to approach it like that. And guess what? Neither one of us are wrong. Right. It's okay that we go about it another way. And sometimes it's even nice that wow, look at the balance we're providing for each other to give our kids more of a well-rounded perspective yeah. of those two instead of falling into that we have to be on the same page and do everything and agree on every single you know little detail. That's, that's true. That is so true. That's very good. You know, you're really sharing a lot of nuggets with us, and I appreciate that, Ellie. Um, so, you know, you have so much to give, but I want to get to now you being a life coach. And I know you shared a little bit of this, you know, what's the name of your life coaching business and how do you, what, what are your main frame of, of clients? Right. So it's feel empowered every day. Mm -hmm. And I work with, um, individuals ages 13 and up. I work with couples and parent-child dynamic, uh, parent-teen dynamic, okay. and parent-young-adult-child dynamic mm -hmm. are my favorites. Okay. Um, newlyweds, uh, retirees, you know, you name it. And mm -hmm. But my framework stays the same. I right. take everybody through that Clifton Strengths Assessment as okay. the self-awareness piece. Okay. And then we go into using that information mm -hmm. for, um, for a framework that I've come up with that has to do with self-intelligence. Okay. So I really focus on the self-intelligence to me is the foundation to build the emotional intelligence and human intelligence, relational intelligence, whatever else there right. is. Right, okay. So that involves self-understanding, mm -hmm. self-acceptance, self-embracement, and then self-management. So this is where you learn to take all those things you've figured out about yourself and now how do I apply them out into the world and around other people mm -hmm. and then into that self-empowerment piece. Okay. So I often just want in, you know, some people get everything that they need in one session from me. Mm -hmm. I don't have to do the typical life coaching, you know, 12-week framework gotcha. or whatever it is. Yeah. 
Um, but you're welcome. You know, a lot of my clients like to come back for refresher sessions and gotcha. say, hey, can you remind me what those strengths really mean again? Right. And how do I view them this way and apply them to that? That's good. That's a refresher good. session is really good. I like that. I like that idea. I, I think I'm going to take that and borrow that from you. Good. good <laughs> refresher good. session. I like that. Yeah. So, and the last part um, is... Let's let's talk about you being a podcast host and how that is working out and playing <laughs> out in your business. So my podcast host is actually, or my podcast is actually a, um, it's an avenue for me to get off my mind what's what's going on in there. <laughs> you sound like me. <laughs> <laughs> I am somebody who. I have high influencing strengths. I have high communication strengths. I so badly, naturally just want to help other people mm -hmm. move forward. Not in my direction, but their direction. And so from everything that I've learned and different perspectives or things that I'm mulling about, and a lot of times I'll talk about a post I maybe saw or a conversation I've had, mm -hmm. and I literally just pick up my phone, I use Anchor, I speak into that, and I just say what's on my mind, yeah. sort of just sharing my thought of the day. Mm -hmm. And I love to spark other people's thoughts around that subject oh, as well. Awesome. And so it's kind of a verbal diary, really, right. um, that I think other people find will find value in. Great. And what's the name of that, that, that um, podcast? That's Feel Empowered Every okay. Day. As should well. have known. I should have known. Yeah. That's where you can find me everywhere is Feel Empowered Every right. Day. Okay. That's wonderful. So how do we find you, Ellie? Yeah, so I'm on Instagram. I have a YouTube channel. Um, again, the podcast we just talked about. But the the best place to go is my website, um, feelempoweredeveryday.com. I have a free download there that's 10 tips to empowerment that you can grab for yourself as well and um, learn more about what I do, who I am, and what I offer people. That is awesome. So audience, remember to look her up. Um, the information will be available in the comments section of the podcast. So you can actually you know, send her a message. And also remember that you can also click the button on the podcast and, and ask a question directly to our guests. So last but not least, give us some in, give us just something that to empower our audience today. Last words. Yeah, just be yourself and embrace that because it's the best gift that you can give anybody. When you show up thinking that you're supposed to be more like somebody else, that's where things get uncomfortable yeah. with people. But when you're your authentic self, that's the best thing that you can do for others. Um, and I also like to tell people to replace expectations with respectations. Yeah, that's beautiful. Boundaries instead of trying to, like we talked about before, having that control piece. Absolutely, that's that's beautiful. Well, thank you, and that brings us to the end of the show. Thank you for listening, audience, and if you enjoyed the episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post it about on social media, and please, please leave a rating or a review. To catch up the latest with me, your host, Edna White, you can catch me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at EJW Coaching. And I want to say thanks again to my guest, Ellie 
I'm gonna say I'm gonna say her name right, Burkhart. Audience always thinks I'm gonna say things wrong, but Burkhart, it's easy. <laughs> and to the audience, thank you for being here today. And we are going to say bye for now. Thank you so much for listening. Bye bye. Thank you.